Thriving in Singleness, Episode 20. This is the Thriving in Singleness podcast, where it's not about surviving, but thriving in this chapter of your life. Here's your host, Tom DeLong. Hello and welcome to another episode of Thriving in Singleness. Tonight in 4th Street Studios, we have Stephanie Stoll. Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Excellent. Great to hear. So yeah, first off, I'm not sure how tonight's going to go. It's a little bit of a wild card because I, and, and I do apologize because I'm not fully rested. I was up all night last night. I was, uh, I received a message after work yesterday that my appraiser was going to come and uh, check out my property to do an appraisal for a refinance. And I didn't have as much warning as I thought I was going to have. So I really wanted to have my basement done before that happened. So I just went all night, got it all done and went to work today. And I've just been running on, on fumes, but it can get quite interesting when I'm, this tired sometimes it can be slow sometimes it can be more exciting so we'll we'll take it as it comes all right well bless your heart that sounds exhausting <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean i'm i'm glad we're able to to record this tonight and uh so like one thing i've noticed is you do a lot of traveling can you tell us a little bit about yourself and some of the travels that you've been on stephanie um yeah sure um so I, yeah, I'm 23. I, you know, live here in Tennessee, but I kind of got the travel bug early on. So I, yeah, pretty much every year I try to, you know, get one big trip in. Doesn't always happen, but I try to get out of the States, go to a new country, something like that. So the past one, I guess I can just tell you about that one. Uh, we were in Jordan this past May. We went over to see one of my cousins who was there learning Arabic. So we were like, hey, it's the best opportunity to go. We got somebody, a place to stay, someone I could show you around who knows the area. So we went over and we got to ex- like, you know, really explore like all of Jordan. So it was really, really cool. But yeah, highly recommend it. That's incredible. And now is Jordan probably your favorite vacation or was it just the most recent one? It was pretty high up on the list. Um, definitely one of my favorites. It was just a very, very chill uh, trip like no drama, no nothing like that. Everybody got along really well, so it was a great trip. But I mean, I've had some pretty good trips, though. So it's high up there, though. <laughs> nice, nice. Wh- which one is your favorite? Um, I would say it's a tough choice between Jordan and Italy. We Italy. went to Italy okay. a couple years back, and we were there for about two weeks. Got to explore quite a bit. So that one, that one's pretty high up there as well. That's awesome, and I love seeing that. I mean. I'm a huge traveler. I love going places and seeing new things and doing incredible adventures. And I also get very excited when I see other people that are able to get out, explore cool new areas. And and I, I just love what you're doing. I think it's great that you do this traveling. What's what's next on your list? Um, So I'm actually headed to Greece. Uh, I leave in about a week and a half. So I'm headed there for three months. Three months. What are you going to do in three months? Well, um, 
I don't know if you guys have heard of this or not, but there's an organization called I-58 that goes in there to Lesbos, Greece. Um, it's like a refugee camp. So I'm going to go in there and just like, yeah, volunteer for three months. I'm really excited about it. That That's really cool. I hope that really goes well for you. Me too. Like, is there anything, anything about that that scares you at all? Um, yeah, I would say a lot of it. A lot of it scares me. Um, that's usually a pretty good indicator that I need to do something, though. So here I am. I'm going. But um, I'm not positive what I'm going to be doing in camp. So that kind of scares me because there's definitely like different, you know, aspects of work there. Some of it is more definitely like more like a uh, draining. I don't I'm not really sure how to put it into words exactly. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, I'm definitely nervous about like what I'm going to be doing there. And then I'm also a, not an introvert, but new people scare me. So I'm a little bit nervous to meet my group I'm going with because I only know one other person on my group. But it's exciting, too. Okay. That's cool. And and it's funny you say that because you said the same thing when it came to doing an episode of the podcast when I got in touch with you. You said, well, that is kind of scary. It's a little intimidating. I guess that means I should do it. So is it really important to you? to face fears head on? Um, yeah, I would, I would say so. There, there's this thing inside me that usually I know, like there's a certain fear I get and I'm like, Steph, you know, if you do this, you're going to grow from it and you need to do that right now. So like, there's a certain feeling I get inside where I'm like, yep, that's a fear I need to disface. So that's, that's really cool. And I think that's an important thing to, to take on challenges, try new things and, what are what are some things that you've been afraid of in the past that you you pushed through and it turned out to be an amazing experience afterward? Well, I would definitely say some of those would be some of my travels. Um, I attended IGO last spring. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or not, but it's not. basically like um, a min- missions training kind of. Uh, it's based in Thailand. So it was supposed to be for four months. I went over, actually only stayed three months because of covid but okay. went over and they basically do like three weeks of class, uh, classwork there in Thailand. And then they'll send you out on like a ministry trip. And then you kind of put into effect what you're learning. And then you go back and do three more weeks of training and then go back on another ministry trip. So it's like a lot of, a lot of schooling, a lot of interacting and stuff. And that definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone quite a bit. So I would say that's something I've grown from, but it was also terrifying when I went into it. That's crazy. I mean, do you do you encourage everybody to get out of their comfort zone like that? Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would I would have to agree. I, I think there's too much to be missed by staying in our comfort zones and not experiencing anything. I remember uh one of the best questions I ever asked myself was why not? When I was in high school and I was exploring the idea of what it would be like to become a stunt driver or a stunt man. And I had emailed a guy who was in the industry because, you know, back then you got in touch with people by email. And when I reached out to him and he said, yeah, and if you want to build a career in this, you have to be where the action is. You know, you got to be in LA. And my heart kind of sunk when, when I read that, because, of course, all I'd ever known was living in Pennsylvania, being on the farm. And then I asked myself, why not? Like, why can't I move to L.A.? What's stopping me? I mean, I think it could be a 
very incredible experience. And it was, it turned into a be into being a phenomenal experience. And so I think it's very important to ask that question. Why not? Does this scare me? Why does it scare me? I need to do this anyway. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with you. And usually it's like, like, honestly, what do we have to lose? And like, there are situations where obviously it doesn't apply, but in most cases it's like, what do you really have to lose? Right. You have so much more oh, yeah. to gain from it than, than anything else. So, Mm-hmm. You just get a little uncomfortable for a while, but there's so much to gain from it. And I think it's important to challenge yourself with things that are things that are uncomfortable. And um now now with all the traveling that you that you do, and, and this is something I've been pondering lately, I'm not sure why, but I've I've always looked at in in singleness, I, I look at that time in, in my life where I wasn't content and how, my goodness, I could have done so much more traveling, so many more incredible things. And I don't know if I would have been, say, say if, if I were back in that and I was doing a lot more traveling, I'm not sure if my heart would be doing that for the sake of, of filling a void and kind of trying to replace what I had ultimately wanted in a relationship and, and finding joy in a sense. And versus you know trusting god and traveling because hey you know this is this is something new i want to experience i'm not doing this to seek a fulfillment how do you differentiate traveling for for yourself for the challenge for the experience versus filling a void and i know this is a tough one to ask but it's it's a weird question that's been on my mind lately and if if you can't even answer it that's okay i mean cuz I think it's a weird question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's a good question. Um, I don't know if I have an answer for it. Um, I guess for me, I would just be purely looking at my motives. Like, why am I going here? Or what am I doing there? Is it for myself? Is it to better, you know, somebody else's, like, for missions? Is it, like, yeah, why Why am I going? I, it's kind of what you were asking, I guess. But most of the time, I would say, like, if you look at it and you're like, I can gain something from this, I can grow from this experience. I don't know. I feel like you can't really go wrong from with it, but I don't know. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Like, do you, do you have an answer <laughs> for that question? I, I don't. I mean, like, I mean, we could just talk in circles about it. That's okay. That's okay with me. But, uh, you know, even, even so, you know, going, say traveling, say it, you're, you're seeking a fulfillment of, of some kind, even getting in, Getting in nature is a good way to do some soul seeking, you know, get, get rid of the noise, get away from people and, you know, hike in areas that you don't even have service in your phone where you break from that. And it's a great way to, to talk to God, a great way to uh, get into reading some scripture undisturbed. And so, yeah, I mean, you you could say traveling for some people can be a matter of filling a void, but in the same time, even if they're trying to fill a void by traveling, I think there's plenty that can be found from it. But the important thing is ultimately trying to uh, trying to build your relationship with God in a way and and praying that God is what ultimately fills that void. Because sometimes I think we naturally want to fill a void of, of desire for marriage with different things. And it's so difficult 
to let go. But I think an important step is to, if you can't completely release that desire, to to pray to God for the courage to release that desire. I think that's at least a step in the right direction to be uh, admit that it's a step that you're afraid to take, which in, in my experience, and I, I've said it time and time again through this podcast for anybody that's listened through all the episodes, but you know, for me, it, it took a long time to finally let go. And, and the joy experience was fantastic. I do wish I had the courage to let go sooner. I do wish I had that courage to have found that joy and singleness much sooner. But I think part of my journey has gotten me so much more joy in that season of singleness, which has brought me to where I hear here where I am today talking about it and, you know, hopefully encouraging people who are in that season. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Um, and I, I would agree with you. I think so. So I don't really know if I have anything else to add to that one. Okay. Um, I feel like you <laughs> no said worries. it pretty well. I feel like you said it pretty well. So <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I mean, now do you have a desire for yourself to be married someday? Yeah. If I'm honest, I I would say, yeah. Um, I think everybody wants to find that someone or that, you know, person that's just theirs and not in like a selfish way, but it's like a -hmm. connection that only you two have, right? It's like a special connection is what what I see marriage as. And so I think, yeah, I I think everybody and especially like definitely me uh, would have that yearning for that connection. So I would definitely say yes. Okay. And that's, and that's definitely okay to do. I think seeing your travels, seeing the cool things you do, it's, it looks like you're, you know, by definition, thriving in singleness. I think that's awesome. Uh, you know, <laughs> would your, would your life plan change at all if you knew that you would be single for the rest of your life? Okay. So I've been thinking about this question and I would say yes, and to some degree, but not totally. Okay. Like I always like I find if I look at my life right now, I can see myself in the future. I can see myself single or I can see myself married. Like I think I could be happy in mm-hmm. either situation. Um, I think it'd be hard to be single forever just because, you know, it is hard with your friends getting married and starting to have kids. I'm kind of right in that stage, you know, lower 20s yeah. where a lot of my friends are getting married or dating or uh, in relationships. So it's like a little bit harder in that sense. But I I can see myself being single. Um, I think what would change is just long-term. I would be like, well, hey, what do I want to invest in long-term? Right now, I'm kind of like doing short-term stuff because I'm not really sure where God has me. I don't want to commit to something long-term because mm-hmm. I, you know, I do get married. I don't want to be committed to something that, you know, is going to hinder that relationship, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. But if I knew I was going to be single, uh, I would, yeah, I'd probably go whole heart into something. I'm not sure yet what but I would find something. Yeah. And, and if, if God had opened the door for something that was, was whole heart, that was long-term, do you feel like you'd have that courage to step through that? Oh boy. That's a hard question. Um, I think I'd have to pray about it a lot, but I, I hope yeah. so. I hope so, but it'd be a hard choice. Yeah, that certainly would be a hard choice. And in, and even stepping through that doesn't mean like, hey, I'm committing to singleness. You know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, it, it could be life altering. It could be totally changing. It could be taking you somewhere in the middle of, of nowhere, you know, no people around that you would be able to relate to in a way. I mean, but hey, you never know. You never know what God has in store. And 
so having the courage to step through it, it does take a lot of courage. And, and I, I feel like you have an excellent mentality of like, this is scary. This is something I need to do. That's, that's just such an incredible mentality. And, you know, do you feel like, do you feel like a lot of people say, uh, in your age bracket or, you know, with similar interests, do you think a lot of people wait to do a lot of traveling till they meet somebody and kind of push that off to, to really enjoy singleness and enjoy this planet, I guess you could say? I would say there seems to me, this is just my perspective, but there seems to me mm-hmm. that there's a lot of young people that kind of are just waiting for life to begin or not. I don't know if that's a good way to put it, but they're kind of just yeah. like they're starting jobs and they're making money, but they're like, well, I don't know what I want to do with my life yet. And so they kind of just sit around like they don't like get out some, but they don't get out and like they don't do a lot with their life. And there definitely are people out there that do this. So don't don't get me wrong in this in this area. But I I don't know. I would love to see just so many more young people getting out, doing things, um traveling, like broadening your your worldview. That's like my biggest thing. Like if you travel, you you get such a bigger worldview because you're taking in mm-hmm. all these cultures, you're taking in other people, you're taking in just countries and places. You're seeing things that like staying at home, you're not gonna you're not gonna get that knowledge. You're gonna get head knowledge, but you're not gonna get that experience where you're like, wow, this is what it actually is to be this person, you know, uh in this country and what they're dealing with. Like it becomes a lot more personal to you. So I don't know if that's really answering your questions, but <clears throat> I, no, I think it answers say, it very well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank <laughs> you. But yeah, I would definitely like encourage young people, like get out, get out of your comfort zone, go do stuff. You're not going to regret it. It'll be hard in the moment sometimes, but like afterwards you're going to, you're going to be such so much stronger for it. If I can say that correctly. Yeah. And there's even so many different structured missions that people can go on that allow you to go and travel, see the world while sharing the gospel, while being with a group of people and being able to, you know, pray, challenge, challenge each other and, uh, and just grow as a team, which is, which is phenomenal. And I think those are things that, you know, if, if someone's looking for a way to share the gospel and, and travel, that's, those are great opportunities. And I feel like that's not, not done enough, quite honestly. Oh, definitely. And the thing is, is like there, honestly, there's so many different programs out there that there's going to be something that's probably going to work for you too. Like if there's people that like head knowledge, there's, there's classes, there's stuff like that you can be taking. If there's people that love adventure or like, you know, challenging, you know, things like, like, like that, like that are more like physical feats or something like there's that too. Like there's something for about everyone these days. And so I'm like, find your thing, get passionate, do it. You won't regret it. Yeah. That's incredible. And what do you think are your biggest challenges currently uh, that you face in singleness? Yeah. So I would probably go back to what I was kind of saying earlier. It's just like, I am in that stage of life where a lot of my friends are starting today or starting to, you know, get married. I have some friends that are, mm-hmm. you know, having their first kid and seeing that it really makes you like, well, you know, I'm at that same age and I would like, kind of like to have a family. Don't get me wrong. I'm very happily single, 
but it's also like yeah. it does create like what ifs in your head, I guess. And mm-hmm. so I think that that would probably be the hardest part is just like, I don't know, like wondering what if life would be like, you know, if I had a family or something, it might be like the green is the grass is greener on the other side, kind of the aspect. But then, you know, yeah. if I actually take a moment and look at my life, I'm like, Steph, you have an amazing life. Like, you know, <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you literally do so like, I don't know. I love my life. And so, yeah, if I just take a step back, usually I'm like, you know, you're fine and you're okay. So. Well, that's really good. I mean, so do you, do you feel like right now you have uh, a healthy amount of being content, contentness, contentedness? One of those words? <laughs> um, I would say yes. I think I would say yes. That's good. And what, what recommendations do you have for people who are single and, and maybe find a lot of challenges within singleness? I would say use that time that you're just that. Yeah. Ah, Let me rephrase that. I would say just take the time you have as a single person. This is the time you're not going to have any more time than now. Like this is time you have the most free time. You're not having the obligations to be, you know, taking care of children or a spouse or any of that stuff. Like this time you have, this is your best time to like do classes this is your best time to go travel. Like you're not responsible to anybody right now outside of mm-hmm. like God, you know, family, church. Yeah. Like I don't want to take it all the way out, but you have the most freedom at this moment. Like take it. Don't lose it. Don't regret not doing things. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And do you think, do you think that traveling is important for personal development? Yeah, I, I think it is. I don't think it's necessary like, I think you okay. can be a whole human being without having traveled. I, won't, I don't want to say somebody yeah. that's going to stay in one spot can't be an amazing human. Yeah, some people just don't I have th- that desire. I don't understand it, but, you know, there are I, people that are say, hey, there's stuff out there. I don't care. I couldn't care less. I'm just going to be around here. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I meet those people and I'm like, how? How do you have that? <laughs> I, I don't understand it. I can't help yeah. but travel. But yeah, like, like, yeah, I would say you can be a whole person. You can be a great person without having traveled, but I think you're going to be a better person for having traveled. I think getting out and getting that worldview mm-hmm. into seeing other people and their other lifestyles, I think that'll do so much for you and how you view politics, how you view the world, how you view history, like anything. Like it's going to be different almost if you go out and ex- like see that. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely really good. Now, with with the traveling that you do, well, what, what kind of work do you do? Let, let's step back to that because everybody who wants to travel has to have a way to pay for it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a true fact. Um, so I build storage buildings, portable storage buildings. So you build and, them, like you physically get on the buildings and build them? I do. I do, Oh, uh, yep. wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of not surprising. your average... <laughs> Not your average uh, job for a you know conservative young woman, but it's it's my job and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, you know. And and I guess that you know we we break it down to stereotypes often too. I mean we we think of uh, shed building and whatnot, which you know I mean marrying my wife Larissa, I mean has 
really opened me to a lot of conservative community that I had never been exposed to before. So it's quite interesting the people I've been, been able to meet and how the world can feel so small, especially in in the conservative community. I mean, four weeks ago, I was out in in Montana visiting your brother, actually, and he has some friends over at his house and they know a friend of mine. And it's just crazy how, how small the world can be. And it's so incredible, but you know, it's, it's interesting, I guess, when it comes to things like building sheds, you know, you don't think of a girl getting on there and, you know, throwing a hammer and and making it happen. That's, that's really (laughs) cool. Are there other girls that work with you or is it just like you and a bunch of guys just throwing a shed together? Okay, so right now I am the only girl on the crew, uh, but okay. part-time there's another girl. Uh, it's actually the one I, I went to Jordan to visit, the studying Arabic. Whenever she's oh, home, cool. she also works on our crew, but she's gone oh, a nice. lot right now. So, Okay. How long does it take to build a shed? Oh, goodness. That's, that's a hard question to answer because of the different sizes. If it's a small building, say an eight by eight, we can throw it together, you know, a couple hours. I would say no big deal. But if it's, you know, a Couple bigger hours, building, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> All right. Well, there's like, you know, three or four of us people working on it. So um, our biggest building we build is like yeah. a 16 wide by 44 foot long. So that building, that's going to take, you know, a good morning to build that. Okay. So, yeah. And I know um, your, your brother-in-law, Jesse, my brother-in-law also, ironically, he... Uh-huh. He delivers those. I've been along with him for some of those rides. That's been pretty crazy. Uh, just seeing how that works and getting it in all these different places. It's it's a pretty interesting industry that that you're all involved in. Yeah, you uh, you meet a lot of different people for sure. Uh, different classes of people, you know, different different types of people. It's it's interesting. And. Now, one of the things I've been intending to ask you as well. Now, in your in your day to day life, while you're while you're working, uh, do you have any involvement in ministry currently, or do you primarily look at the long the missions trips that you do in ministry? Yeah, so I actually volunteer um, at a place called the Dream Center. It's actually like a women's shelter kind of a place where women can come and stay like once they get, you know, released from jail or if they just are, don't have a place to go. Uh, women, it's for single women okay. and then women that have children, but like it's not for any guys. And so one night a week, I actually go up and I'll, I'll help babysit their kids uh, while they do chapel, stuff like that. So yeah, I, I work there. I wish I, I wish I could do more. Um, that's all I'm doing currently, but I have, I have hopes for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. And and does all that keep you pretty busy between work and and the volunteering? Oh yeah. Yeah, I I stay I stay too busy. Let's put it that way. Too busy. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do. I'm I'm definitely experiencing that. <laughs> but it's good. I think it's important to be busy because I think it's important to find purpose and live out that purpose and you know, do you do you feel like you're living out your purpose right now? Honestly, I, I do like, I think there's always room for growth. So I'm always looking, Mm -hmm. looking to grow, but I feel, I feel very, very, very good with where I'm at. I would say. 
That's good. Yeah. And I think even, you know, with different seasons in life, those purposes can change too. So what is driving you currently and giving you purpose and what God is calling you to do right now can change completely from, from now to, to two years from now quite easily. And, and that's something to stay focused on. And I think it's really great like, to be involved in a ministry like that. Do you think, do you think it is important to be involved in ministry in that way? Yeah, I do. I do think it is. Um, and I think it's important because it's it's always good for us to be giving of ourselves. If we're only focusing on get, like our job and then you come home to your house and you're working on your house and just it's all focused kind of on you and not others. It's like you get kind of, I don't know, stale and stagnant after a while. And you're like, what am I living for? Right. But I mm-hmm. believe like Jesus in his example is like, you know, live for others. Don't don't think of yourself as much like, you know, give your life for others. Lay your life down for your brother, I think he says. And so it's like when I when I read the Bible or I hear that, I'm like, I don't I don't think God's telling me just to, you know, be sitting around on my butt. I think he wants me out there doing stuff. And so even if it's just like being there for a friend, I think I think that also counts. But yeah, I would I definitely think that we should be doing stuff. Yeah, and I would I would certainly agree. Uh do you think in singleness and between singleness and marriage, the capacity changes on the ability to serve? I think that the people you can reach as a married couple is, is different than as a single person. So me as a female, mm-hmm. I think I would have a harder time reaching anybody like of the opposite sex as well. Yeah. Um, kids obviously would be excluded from that, but there would definitely be a range of people that I would have a harder time to minister to. And I think it'd be vice versa as well for a, a single guy. But as a married couple, I think that opens a door to, you know, a, a whole nother look at, at ministry. Like you can counsel other married people. You can help, you know, either, either um, sex, you know, you can do a lot more like stuff like that. So I think, I think it definitely changes. I don't know if that was exactly answering your question or not, but. Yeah, no, I think that, certainly answers that. I mean, it, it, it does change. I think the capacity does, of course, change and it looks different in different stages and all, all depending on what, what you have on your plate, what God has you doing and focusing on at the time being. So um, I, I think I've seen that change personally myself. And, and I feel like right now I find a lot of joy in the involvement that I have in ministry, in the things I'm able to do, and helping with my church youth group, in doing my podcast, and I also also have to be very conscious of how I balance my time. Am I doing these things and disregarding my wife and my daughter, and not making time specifically for them? And so I have to make sure I set specific boundaries. That way, I'm not allocating too much time away from what what is my core, you know, my, my family, my wife, my child. And so those are, those are things to certainly be paying attention to and, and focus on, you know, what God has, what God has in front of you. So it, it it can get, can get tricky. That's, that's for sure. And uh, I I love my wife. I love my child. Wouldn't trade them for anything, but the capacity that I had in serving when I was single was, it was incredible. And, I worked, I was working 60 hours a week on the farm and then I was working, uh, 
with Young Life and spending time with kids, preparing lessons, doing a lot of things. And it was half awake the entire time. I mean, the only thing I can think about while I'm just half awake right now and just running and gunning is how I was in Young Life. And this is how I felt pretty much the entire time. I realized what it felt to be well-rested after I had stepped down from Young Life. And so it's it's been kind of a silly reminder. I don't know the last time I stayed up all night. I don't know... Yeah, I'm trying to remember the last time I worked as hard as I did to get my basement finished because, you know, just trying to get that, uh, get the appraisal as, as juicy as I could get it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, man, it was pretty wild. I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of running, running on my, my final stretch here on the home stretch and, and I'm going to throw my head on a pillow as soon as we're, <laughs> as soon as we're wrapped up. <laughs> Oh man. Well, Hey, I feel like you're doing really good for not having very much sleep. I would not be functioning as well as you are. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and, uh, Stephanie, is there, is there anything else that has been on your heart that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet? So, uh, I can't really think of anything. The, the only other thing that I would really maybe touch on is okay. that a lot of young people and myself included, I've also been in this mindset before. Say you're, you are looking for a spouse or you're looking for someone and you have this certain like standard, right? We all like, well, I have this standard of, of who I'll marry or who I want. Um, you know, he's got to be really outgoing. He's got to be adventurous or, you know, he's got to be really passionate about Christ or all these things. And then we look at ourselves and we're like, well, you know, I'm not those things. And it's like, I think we need to do need to keep in mind that what we're wanting to attract, we have to become. And so I would yeah. really encourage, I guess, this, this people in general, um, but especially single people is like, what you want to attract, that's what you need to work towards as well. Because somebody who is all those things that you want, if you're not, you know, willing to put out that much effort, they're not going to probably be looking for, for someone like you. If you're, if you're not putting out the effort as well, it's a definitely a 50, 50 thing. So. Yeah. And it is important to know what it is you want. I think it's important to write it down. You know, what are, what are some things that are must, you know, relationship with God, um, you know, a healthy spiritual life, you know, and then uh, there, there's things that are things you would like, but aren't necessary, you know, and, things that are, mm-hmm. you know, negotiable. And then there's things that are just, no, red flag. Like I'm, I'm not going to date somebody that is, that is not a believer. I'm not going to date somebody that feels it's okay to sleep together, live together before marriage and, and hold yeah. true to those standards. And when you can have them written down, it's easier to hold to them. And, you know, like you said, try to, try to be what it is you're trying to attract because there are so many people that, their standards are are literally just a matter of I want a relationship and that's that's their standard. And you know what? There's a lot of people out there that just want a relationship, and those two people could easily just find each other, and then they you know they get together, and who, who knows how long until they realize, hey, you know what? I I don't think this is working. You know whether they went through a dating relationship, engagement, marriage, only to find that the only thing they were looking for was fulfillment in a marriage. And that's dangerous. I think it's important to, mm-hmm. to know who you are, know what you want to attract and try to be that person. If, if you want somebody that really enjoys 
the outdoors enjoys traveling make make sure you're the type of person that person would be attracted to and you know my my huge thing is a matter of don't don't pursue singleness you know singleness is fantastic i think it's something to be celebrated i think it's a season of life to enjoy and to thrive in but don't don't pursue singleness pursue god and god is going to have different things that are different things that are going to be planned out for you. He might have a different timeline for you than what you have in your mind, but it's, it's important to, to pursue God above all things and just trust him with outrageous trust that he's going to bring that together for you. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. And along with that, I would also say, you know, we don't look for somebody else to make you whole. I don't, I know that's kind of against the Mm -hmm. whole, you know, you got to find your other half, your better half or whatever it may be. But I think, I think you need to learn to be whole, like a whole person on your own, to be confident in who you are as, as a person to Mm -hmm. like yourself as a person, honestly, because just because you marry someone, it's, uh, it's not going to fix all your problems. I haven't been there, but I've definitely talked to a lot of, married couples you know who who went into it with a similar man- mentality and like you know that person isn't isn't perfect they're not going to be just just perfect and they're not going to make you perfect so definitely you need your own relationship with god you know be confident in who you are as a single person and content i think as a single person mm-hmm. and i i think it will be much better in the end yeah absolutely and to to go to somebody and say you know i I think you are going to complete me and that's, that's kind of a hard burden for them to carry. And when you don't know yourself as a person and you expect them to help you become the person you're supposed to be like that, that is a big burden that you're casting upon them. That's, it's kind of unfair, really. Like it is going to be the healthiest in your future relationship to be confident in who you are, be confident in your relationship with Christ and keep that as a foundation. Like there's, there's no way around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for, for sharing all that. I think that's definitely some very valuable information. And and I, I hope there's listeners out there that, that can gain a lot from that. And before we go, do you have a favorite verse or a verse that has been on your heart that you'd like to share with us tonight? All right. So if you'll bear with me, I actually have a little passage here. Um, it's in Philipp- uh, Philippians 4. I'll just try to read it real fast. So it's going to be uh, Philippians 4, 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Um, That passage just, yeah, really stands out to me because it's like, you know, Sometimes you just need a great reminder to rejoice in the Lord and just to to not be anxious, but to trust in Him. And <clears throat> yeah, I think that's something that I, I often need to be reminded about because I can get a little stressed sometimes, you know, when, <laughs> say, finances aren't quite where they are or 
right before I go on a big trip, like right now. Um, and I'm trying to get all my papers together and get my COVID tests, you know, all lined up. You can get a little stressed or a little anxious. And so I think sometimes I just need to remind myself, you know, God is there. And if as long as we are trusting in him, you know, we're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And is there any way that we can be praying for you? Um, Yeah, definitely. So if you don't mind, pray for me as I go over to Greece. Just pray that I can be a witness of who God is and Jesus is to these people. Um, maybe I won't be able to do a lot of ministering in camp, but just that they can look at my life and just see Jesus lived out through that. All right. Yeah, we'll definitely be praying. And uh, how can our listeners find you on Instagram? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Steph underscore Stoll. And how's that spelled? Uh, S-T-E-P-H, then the underscore, and then S-T-O-L-L. Steph underscore Stoll. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. It's been a blast talking to you, and uh, I really think you've dropped a lot of valuable content. That's It's really awesome that you joined me tonight, and I, I'll be praying for you as you do your incredible adventure over to Greece and that goes well. And, um, and yeah, we'll be, I'll be following your adventures on Instagram. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Well, Hey, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I, I had fun. So thank you. It was awesome. All right. Yeah, no problem at all. So everybody out there, I hope you get out and seize the day, maximize every chapter in your life. We'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening to the Thriving in Singleness podcast. Look for new episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.